Wow. We're already one third of the way through the 2022 NFL season. Right now, going into week seven, it looks like the game of the week right now is the 49ers and the Chiefs. Christian McCaffrey just got traded to San Francisco. So I bet you would expect everyone to be on them, right? Wrong. As of right now, the Chiefs have 80% of the bets and 76% of the money. Crazy, right? But since this isn't your first time hearing about public betting percentages, I'm sure you're wondering, what do those numbers actually mean? Well, welcome. I'm DJ, and the only person who tracks what happens when the public and money are in different ranges and how we can use that to win more of our bets. In today's episode of Sharpen the Public, Andy and I discuss trends in the public betting data that will help you win more bets. We update you on that Geico trend, you know, when the sharps are 15% or more. We continue to laugh at how bad the public is when they bet the over. And we also highlight some glaring trends that you need to take advantage of going into week seven, including some still undefeated trends. Thank you for checking us out. Please, please share the podcast with someone who needs to be sharpened and strap on in because it's time for Sharpen the Public. Let's go. Welcome to Sharpen the Public, an NFL and sports gambling podcast made by betters for betters. The only place where you can learn to leverage public betting trends to win more bets. I'm your host, DJ Bianco. Years ago, I started tracking public betting trends for every single game in the NFL. I've been tracking how well the public performs when they are more or less confident, tracking how well the Sharps perform when they're more or less confident, tracking how well a team performs when the spread changes throughout a given week. Anything that's publicly available, I track it. I use this historic information to leverage bets that I, and now we, will make in the future. Seeking out trends to find winners is an incredibly exciting topic. And if you've made it this far, I know you're excited too. This is Sharpen the Public. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Sharpen the Public, the only sports betting show where you can learn to leverage your public betting information to win more bets. I, as always, am your host, back with my co-host today, Andy. We are without Rick as he is starting his new UFC podcast, so he wanted some extra time to, to edit that. So give that a check out on the website, and I'll post a link probably in the show notes as well. But he'll, he should be back next week, so you'll definitely catch up on his insight and probably his 50 bets that he took last week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we definitely had another killer week here at Happy Hour Sports. So before I get into my week, I'll talk to my boy Andy. Andy, how did you do? Thank you, Deej. Had a, had an awesome weekend here. Uh, went five and three on NFL for plus one point eight units, which is a huge success. Or as Bart would say, great success. <laughs> but <laughs> would like to add too. I feel like uh, I think I think the early bets went one and one. So interesting there. I've got I've got two early bets that I put out as well this week. So uh, definitely go check those out, as well as a not just a ordinary teaser, but a two unit teaser. So <laughs> whether whether oh. you're a hater of my teasers or a lover, this could be one for you to look at for sure. So go check it out on HappyHourSports.net. But didn't really do a lot this weekend besides just watch football. Wasn't feeling that great, but feeling reinvigorated now with the NBA season starting. That's kind of where my my pride and joy lies now. Ended up going 5-0 and on opening night on Tuesday, which was awesome. Things are looking really good. So it's been a fun start to the NBA season. Hopefully when you guys are listening by Friday, I'm not. The, the luck hasn't reversed on us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it won't. Yeah. On a, I've been teasing on Twitter that I've got something juicy cooking for NBA, and I'll just release that here, is that when I started doing the spreadsheet stuff back in, I don't know, 2019, when I you know, thought thought of the idea to track these trends. I wanted to start it for the NBA as well. But now since we've got stuff rolling for happy hour sports and uh, sharpen the public in the NFL has really gained some traction. I'm really excited to say that I've created the spreadsheet for the NBA and we're going to start updating everyone on those trends here on Twitter and on Reddit. Stay up to date on that stuff with me on Twitter. Follow me at DJJH Sports on Twitter. And same thing on Reddit. As of right now, you can expect all that information to be released on Twitter and Reddit. So Exciting stuff for the NBA. And to tie into that, that's information that I will surely be leveraging as I've tweeted out. If you guys follow me on Twitter, you'll see like there's there's times where I'll, where I'll put out a play. I'm like, yeah, shout out to DJ because the inspiration behind this play was because of the data that he gave. So NBA will certainly be the same way, whether I mean, that's information that you can use on a nightly basis or if you like the, making the plays that you're making because there's so many things every single day on NBA and you kind of get in a rut, maybe go and check and see what the how the public's doing how the money's doing what the sharp differentials are looking like that that's something to always help get out of a rut too which is nice so it'll be super useful information we're super excited to see how that goes because it's definitely a different ballpark than football 
Yeah, it, for sure. And with so many injuries and so many people not playing for different games, there's so many different things that can happen. So it'll be interesting to see where trends lay out and if we see consistencies between the NFL and the NBA, which uh, that's one thing I'm really excited to look for. But just the thought in general really excites me. And I know since we've gotten so much feedback from you guys on Twitter and Reddit that you guys are loving this. So I know you're going to love it too. So excited to bring that to you as we continue to grow here at Happy Hour Sports. But anyway, let me get into my record and how I did this weekend. Slowly but surely, we are starting to find our way with these trends. I mean, I went 11-4 this week, coming off another Huge. hot week for me, up almost nearly six units. Um, I could have won some more, but I had a few half-unit plays. I think they all hit, but just to be safe. I like to play it a little safer with my bets rather than going bigger. Yeah, couldn't be more excited about that. It was funny, back in the in when we start, first started Happy Hour Sports, I was a little nervous about how my plays were doing. I mean, I was going about 50%. Andy and Rick would consistently be like, it's okay, it's okay. And now they're laughing at me as I continue to hit more and more bets. Tables have turned. So I appreciate the optimism back in the day. Yeah, it, it's it's just funny because DJ is quite the perfectionist. And I hope that y'all can see that through the work that he puts in into this stuff, as well as like, the quality of the podcast for such a new podcast. Normally you're used to hearing it. And it sounds like it's with a cup and a wire that you would see between two kids trying to talk <laughs> between two houses. But it's so funny seeing DJ's reaction as a perfectionist going into the gambling world, which is the most imperfect world out there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've, I've been a part of it. I, I've, I've, I've learned my lessons, but no one likes to lose. And I didn't like to lose when I was putting out plays, but it's getting better. Clearly the trends are working. So it's going well. Yeah, so speaking of those trends, why don't we just start start listing them off as we do every week? So let's go. Interesting week here for the public and all the all the sharps and monies and whatnot. So let's just go through it. The public this week, week six, went five and nine against the spread. Like when the public was 50% or higher on a team, they were five and nine against the spread. When they've public bet on the over, so again, when the public is on the over at more than 50%, and this is the public betting percentage, not the money percentage. Right. So the when the public bet on the over went one and four this week, consistent with our continuing trends, which I'll get into as we go over the totals to date. But this is, again, just the totals for the week. The under this week had significantly more bets, which is a turn from what we've historically seen. Typically, the over has more bets. Um, the public bets on the over more often. But this week, when the public bet on the under, they went six and three. And finally, when the money percentage was on a team that team went nine and five. And then lastly, when the sharp percentage was on the team that those teams also went nine and five. Because Andy jots that down. What do, what do you see in there? Yeah. If this was a video pod, you guys would see my little notebook. Like I'm taking notes on the sideline, like a coach or something. <laughs> <laughs> my main takeaway here is, well, first of all, we don't have Rick to sit here and laugh at the public and say that they suck. So I will give an honor the public sucks at <laughs> ATS and, and at overs. Shocker. This has been the same thing we've said every week. My thing here is like we've always identified how the public is actually not bad at, at betting unders. And now that we have a larger sample size where nine of the totals, there were nine totals that were bet on where the public went under, they still went six and three. So I guess that larger sample size is what stands out to me right off the bat. Money percentage and sharp percentage, are those both going 9-5? and five, Are those the same 14 games? Do you know? No, they're not exactly the same games. Um, they, I they assume usually, they obviously a big chunk of them are, but not all the same. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Like, I, I, I couldn't add it up. I could add it up right now. Like, one, two. Looks like four or five of them are about probably different, but would that, that would make nine of them overlap. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like that's good to note, too. Yeah, when the money is greater than 50, usually the sharp will be on them, but not, not necessarily. So that's a good, that's a good way to, to look at that. Usually, uh, that's a good thing. As I was putting in these trends, I was kind of looking back at each week and realizing that there aren't many weeks where there's a big differential between the money percentage and sharp percentage. Like, you usually see 9 and 7 and 9 and 7, or 9 and 7 and 10 and 6. There is one week, week 4, we saw... The money percentage go nine and seven, and then the sharp percentage went six and ten, which is actually pretty interesting. So, yeah, they're usually in tune with each other. Back to your point on the under, I also agree that was the main thing that stood out to me. On the under was that there is a big difference now between the amount of times that the public bet on the under versus the over, and still hitting at a positive percentage, two to one, six six and three. So, when the public was on a team, right? So let's let's or when public was on an under, let's take an example here. 
though the public was on the under in the Falcons and the Niners game. And game total ended at 42 with the Falcons beating the Niners 28 to 14. It total was 45 and a half. So they went under and the public bet on them at 65%. So that's included in that six wins out of those nine games. Shout out to that game too, because that was one where I think I even said in the pot, I was like, it just feels like a classic 49ers are not going to deliver. <laughs> sure enough. And they didn't. And the 6-0 and against the spread Falcons managed to do it. I was not surprised. You guys were both on him. I didn't take him, but that was a gr- I, I was I love the Falcons in that game. Yeah, I'll try to pull out the crystal ball some this week too. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly enough, they also were part of the Geico trend, which we'll get into in a second. But yeah, like just looking back at each week, so there were four games where the public bet on the over, or five games where the public bet on the over this week, nine games where the public bet on the under. But looking back, I mean, it's usually... 12 on the over and four on the under or 10 on the over and six on the under. So like, that's a big difference. The the public is learning. It looks like, and they're actually managing to hit a bit on those unders, which is not surprising as historically we know they're good at betting unders. Yeah. And I think another thing too, is like you touched on it on the last pod and I'm not, I did not realize how many other, like there were some other outlets out there on TV and, and other podcasts that were calling out like how, um, locked in some of these defenses have been this year and how it's really impacted a lot of these offenses. And I think that narrative may have helped play into why there were more unders played this week, potentially. That's just one of my my guesses as well. Or we're just getting to enough people now where we're beginning, beginning to already sharpen the public to a large enough account where <laughs> everyone knows. <laughs> one massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ego says that's happening. Yeah, so interesting stuff for the week, but... Most important stuff, the more intriguing stuff to look at is how that how those totals for this week change it for the entire year. So for our totals to date, again, when I talk about spreads, these are all against this against the spread. So ATS um, and then totals are either over, under, whatever it is. So the public to date, they are 50 percent or greater on a team, 3855 against the spread. The money percentage on a team is 50 and 43 against the spread. Sharps to date are 49 and 44 against the spread. Two very good totals from the money percentage and the sharp percentage. Poor one from the spread, the public spread. And then when the public bets on the over, they are currently 21 and 38. Then lastly, when the public bets on the under, they are 19 and 16. Yeah, so nothing new here that the public is sucking against against the spread. 50 and 43 is good for 53.8% for the money percentage hitting this year. And that sharp percentage being 49 and 44 comes out to around 54 and a half percent. So both those are over that magic number of you want to be 52% or greater to crack a profit. Definitely not in the blind tailing territory where you see money and, and, and sharp and want to just blindly tail it. But good to know that it is a healthy indicator when you're looking at stuff. If it's like, oh, okay, the sharps are on this side. It, it is hitting at a profitable rate so far this season. So we're passing that. I think we're like around a third of the way done now. So yeah, we're officially a third of the way done with the season. So I think this this will be definitely th- these these numbers are starting to settle in a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, historically, I'll note that the totals I've seen the public is typically bad, um, just in general against the spread. But the money and sharps usually end up around fifty percent. Um, so I'm not surprised that we're right around forty, you know, fifty four, fifty five. We're heading into the second third of the season right now. But the number that, that jumps out to me immediately is if you're betting against the public, you're fading the public, which is what people are taught in general when you start learning about sports betting, you'd be hitting at about a 60% clip, which is phenomenal. Um, so awesome stuff there to see just from a, a just from a fade the public standpoint. But from a sharpen the public standpoint, it's important to note how different percent, like percentile ranges, confidence ranges, as we've been calling them, um, in those public public confidence is important because if you look at you know the fifty five to sixty range, public betting confident range, right? So fifty five percent of the bets or more, or fifty five to fifty nine percent of the bets are on a team whose teams are thirteen and fourteen against the spread. So right, or if you take the public's confidence and you know you're just looking to fade this fade the public, but the public is on them greater than seventy five percent not going to know that they're greater than 75 percent teams are hitting at a like five and four rate so it's really important to bet within these confidence ranges that are poor even though generally the public is poor itself because 
might not be hitting the right ranges and you're going to lose the bets because the public's actually decent in, in some of these, in these ranges. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. That definitely makes sense. I feel like a lot of these concepts are kind of tough to, to gauge or to, to think about, and I want to make it as digestible as possible. And I don't have the editing prowess to, to make YouTube videos yet. I'll, I'll try and get there, but not right now. So I'm trying to explain it and just make sure I get everything across. Yeah. I think this is good. I think, I think for like the, for NFL betters that are trying to find an edge, this is exactly what this is exactly what they're looking for, whether it's YouTube video or podcast. So I, I, sure. I think that how it is now is good. Exactly. Yeah. And I also want to touch on so the public and they betting on the over right now is twenty one thirty eight. That's a thirty five percent hit. So if you're betting on the opposite side of that, Ooh. if you're betting on the opposite side of that, you're hitting at a sixty five percent clip. So yeah, continue to take the unders. I will not say it enough as we get our good friend in here. continue to take there it. he is tweeting him, tweeting him out a lot because we are we are on fire right now with the unders pat probably took another 10 we can't hear about that right now <laughs> i had two i think on my card that went well so exciting for sure yeah it's it's uh i'm just waiting like and maybe i'm not maybe i shouldn't be waiting but there's got to be some kind of like market correction you would think but you can also only right. set the total so low and, and, and I'll, this will be a brief tangent, I promise. But like when I'm looking at my teasers, <laughs> one thing I look there, there's always like, you want to look for a spread from plus one and a half to plus three and a half and minus seven and a half to minus nine and a half. That's how the Wong method works. Definitely Google that. If you're interested in betting and teasers, it's called the Wong method. There's tons of writing about it. But one thing that's most critical about it is the total. It hits at a much higher clip when the total is down to 42 and a half. Because those six points that you're taking either way make so much more of a difference when Vegas knows that it's going to be a low-scoring game. Like six points is all the difference. And I, I, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm just seeing so many more totals that are like fitting into that lower criteria. I mean, 49 and a half is like the the main threshold, but 42 and a half is where it gets historically it's a lot more lucrative. Um, and there's just so many more that are fitting into this where. I feel like previously, over the last couple of seasons, as we learned that offenses were just becoming more and more powerful and dynamic, you were so used to seeing totals that were so high. And now, the last couple of weeks, it's, it's been crazy, especially last week. Last week was alarming how low some of these totals were. And people, and I guess the public was like, nah, fuck it, we're still going under, baby, six and three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Learn, yeah. they're learning. I love it. They're being sharpened. I mean, I agree with you. The, the totals are much lower than, than, than usual. And you're really, it's like rare to see one stay above 50 right now, which is rare. The games are being low, but you know, the only game that was above 50 last week, actually there was two, the Seahawks, the best number one offense <laughs> in the, in the football. And then also the, the Bills chiefs, which is obviously that's going to stay over. That doesn't surprise me one bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's impressive how, low the scoring has been this year and uh, so many people are tweeting about it fantasy wise too like it's impacting fantasy scores and everything it's 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 crazy we'll continue to see if that continues throughout the the year i'm sure it will and hopefully the public learns the under is profitable and you need to continue doing that so right now they're 19 and 16 just when the public's betting on it right now when the money and stuff are on it i mean they're they're hitting pretty well we we can skip to that now as well money percentage on the under to date 36 and 21 sharp percentage on the under is 42 and 23 that is just nuts so if you're just totally following money percentage and the sharp percentage on the under is 65 percent profitable i mean 65 percent win percentage that is just unheard of yeah that's unheard of yeah when money is on the under sharps that's sharps oh okay so yeah when money is on the under it's 38 and 20 but when sharps are on the under it's 42 and 23 I mean, both of those are cracked. <laughs> both, both are <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's yeah, out of this that's, world. That's, um, it's nuts. It, I don't really even have like a takeaway there. I mean, it's... It's blindly tail is the takeaway. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's definitely going to be that way. I'd just be wary for the market correction. I don't know how we're going to see that coming until after a week's over, though. So, like, until, like... And there's no reason for us to just sit here and fear, like... Scared money don't make no money. Let's make some money on this trend because this is both of those are awesome. 
Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I've been consistently saying here is I'm not going to bet away from these trends until it gives me reason to. And this, like the Geico trend, like, you know, our money percentage trends that we've been tracking, which I'll get to, they're, they're continuing. And it's, it's awesome to see that these numbers are continuing to, to be profitable for us. And they're, that maybe they're, you know, seeing some regression, right. From week four to week five, it was night, the 15% Geico trend was 19 and two, and then it dropped to 24 and six. Right. So it still went five and four. It still went positive. Mm-hmm. It's still profitable. I mean, that's, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. So even though early in this year we're seeing these crazy, crazy trends, it's indicative of what's going to happen throughout the year, probably, even though things will slowly come back to a mean of 50%. So that's what makes this super, super exciting for me. And if you can't tell, I'm a, I'm a big nerd, so I, lo- I love this stuff. <laughs> um, as we're talking about the money percentage and the sharp percentage on the under, let's also look at the over. So the money percentage on the over in general is 16 and 21 and then the sharp percentage on the over is 14 and 15. So slightly better than the money percentage. The interesting to note here from, from my perspective is when the sharps are on and over at greater than 20%, that is currently 10 and 3. So that's, I think it was 9 and 2 last week and it went 1 and 1. I was on one over that, that it was in. It was the Pats in the Browns game. That's a, that's an insane trend that I like to look at. The sharps on the over are ten and three when their sharps are greater than twenty percent, like towards the over, and that's important because that's ten and three. But the rest of the sharps on the over, right, as a total, fourteen and fifteen. So that means that um, four the anytime the sharps are below twenty percent on the over, they are four and twelve. <laughs> so, which is pretty ridiculous. Um, which is another interesting part of the, these trends is like when you see such a differential on a singular pathway, like, so just the sharps on the over it's 10 and three above a certain threshold, but four and 12 beneath one, like 20% is what you want to look for when you're betting on the over. If you see, if you, if you like an over in a game, this is what it comes down to. If you like an over in a game, you see the sharps are on it greater than 20 percent. it's a good indication that it's going to hit but if it's below that number then you should be considered because it is 12 so you do have some wins in there but it's 25 percent. it's much less profitable so just be weary and make sure you're you're thinking about it yeah that's it's good to know like that there are positive trends on and over <laughs> because a lot of yeah. the stuff that that we hear about and talk about in this podcast and just in general with overs especially this season is just how unprofitable they are. So that showed that that looks like that over 20% is really the magic number. 10 and three is awesome. Yeah. That's definitely something I'll, I'll look for. Yeah, definitely. You have to be on the lookout for that one though. That's one where it'll be a little bit harder to find and may have to wait until right before the game start um, to scan over. Whereas some of these other ones, it's happening way more often where you can, uh, it'll be easier to find. That's a good. That's a good point. So through week six, I think there were four teams on a buy this week. So we have ninety-four games, right? There were eighty through week five plus fourteen is ninety-four. Ninety-four games, and only thirteen times has the sharps been on the over greater than twenty percent. While they are ten and three, that's great. It's just you're not going to see that very often. Um, so just keep that in mind. Stuff to look out for. That's what these trends are, right? As we run through all these different percentiles and ranges and stuff. Some of them will happen a lot. Some of them won't. So just keep that in mind. While you, we do see some five and O's and you know six and O trends and O and fours and whatnot, which we'll we'll get into. There are still small sample sizes within a large within our large large mean of games. Interesting nonetheless, and fascinating in my opinion. So last thing I, I guess I want to get to on totals because I think people are more interested in spread stuff anyway. Um, is one of the lone undefeated trends we have between the ranges, the public confidence ranges of 55 and 59%. And the money percentage is on the under between that range, again, between 55 and 59, the, the game has gone under six times out of six times. So six and oh on the under beneath or between the ranges of 55 and 59. Perfect. Throwing a perfect game out there. And that's when the money percentage or sharp percentage. Actually, that was a dumb question. The sharp percentage should not be 55 to 59%. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that 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 would be a very large sharp. The I guess why not throw this out there as we're talking about it. Thirty percent of great sharps on the under are fourteen and eight. So, I mean, that's just part of that graduate or that total forty-two and twenty-three trend of the sharps on under in general. So, all of those are look look really good. 
this is the money percentage on the under, but it's interesting to me that one of these is actually still undefeated. It's now, again, between 55 and 59% on the money on the under. Give an example just to make sure that, that's kind of hitting home, that range type of talk. All right, so last time this happened was in week four because obviously it's only 6-0, and so it's only happened six times out of the 94 games. But in the Cincinnati Bengals and the Miami Dolphins game, the money percentage in that game on the under was 56%, and that game hit the under. Um, the total was 42. Vegas total was 48 and a half. So just to give a little bit of an example of what that means, like it hit it, the money percentage was 56%. It's in between that 55 and 59 range, which is included in that six and zero trend. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's be done with totals here and move over to spreads, which is the more important stuff I think are more fascinating stuff, stuff that people like to talk about a little more and the NFL, of course. So the Geico trend, the one that we've been loving to track, one that has been very, very profitable for us so far and will continue to be, it seems like, went three and two this week. So it was five and four last week. It was three and two this week. So still slightly positive, not as great as we'd like it to be, but it's moved from that amazing 19 and two to then a 24 and six to now a total of 27 and eight. Still phenomenal. So still, still phenomenal. Still phenomenal. I love it. I mean, it's continuing to show how good the Sharps are at betting and the or the um, the other side of that trend, right? Anything below a 15% Sharp differential continues to hold Vegas, I guess, even there. Yeah, 20, 27 and 8 through week 6 is awesome. I'll give an example of what that means just to hammer it home. Like I mentioned earlier, I'll go back to the Falcons and the Niners reference. Niners, or I'm sorry, the Falcons had 70% of the money and 45% of the public. So 70 minus 45 is 25%. That is that is what the sharp differential is. It's the money percentage minus the public percentage. That is greater than 15%. So that's included in our three and two win this week in our 27 and eight total to date. That's I love this trend. I keep calling it the Geico trend because of the you know 15% or more sharps will win you more money i'll figure out the latter half of that but i love that i love the geico name <laughs> yep and i'll keep naming players the number 15 shout out nikola Jokic. <laughs> Jokic, there you go that's all <laughs> for this week <laughs> i love it i mean we're gonna you're gonna hear us talk about it i talk about it on twitter a lot and it sounds like people on reddit love it too because i for i was a, a little late to posting on sunday on reddit <laughs> and um there's a, a post upvoted with like a, I think 60 upvotes or something. It's like, where's the 15% sharp guy posting? I was like, I thought that was pretty funny. It's pretty cool getting the recognition on, on Reddit. You've been, you've been getting a lot of love on Reddit, which is awesome. It's an awesome site to see. And we really appreciate that. That helps encourage us as a team to uh, keep working hard at this because I know that it, it helps you guys a lot. I know DJ works adamantly at this stuff. So appreciate all the love. Shout out Reddit. Yeah, shout out Reddit. We'll continue. I'll continue to to say how much I love it and appreciate you guys for just listening in general and love our content because I'm very passionate about it. I know Andy and Rick are also just as passionate, and it's fun and people love it and it's winning people money, which is the most important thing. And I I'd love that and never gonna stop because shit's interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's no, it's super interesting. Again, lastly, I'll say it again: twenty-seven and eight, the Geico trend. Anytime a team has fifteen percent or more. A sharp differential so it's basically blindly tail territory it happened five times this week it happened uh five and four nine times last week it, it it's becoming more and more common but it, and it's still working out like my favorite bet this week was Steelers. they had Steelers had 22 percent sharps uh, the eagles almost had it they had 14 percent and another one that hit it was broncos the broncos had 22 percent i mean you find winners everywhere with all of these trends. And I've been going through that pretty much every week, but I'm not going to do it this week because it, it is kind of redundant. Do we do we need to address that uh, you did say last week, if the Steelers win, Tom Brady might retire. So I, I was thinking about that. I have not seen that rumor <laughs> yet, but I have been on the lookout the last three days. That's for sure. <laughs> would you be surprised i mean how did they lose i'm not i'm i don't know they, they you also couldn't have predicted that he is like he takes wednesdays off from the team and then he also like went to a wedding on friday night even though they were playing on sunday 
Which is wild. That's very unbrady like of him. He was always, uh, I don't know, he was always praised for how good of a teammate he is. And I'm not saying he's a bad teammate because I'm not in the freaking locker room, but like, uh, it is his stuff he's doing this year is very interesting. It makes me wonder if part of the deal of him coming back with the Bucks was just like, hey, I'm going to do me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Brady is Brady. Clearly, the Sharps knew something because 22% knew that he probably went to the wedding on Friday and were like, yep, give me the Steelers plus 10. Absolute cash. Should have taken their money line. Awesome, awesome stuff for the for their guy coach ran there. And I'll say it, 27 and 8, when the Sharps are greater than 15% on one side. So moving on, we've talked about how above 15% Sharps are great, right? So Sharps in total to date, Sharp differential is 49 and 44. So that means that Below that 15% threshold, Geico threshold, the the Nikola Jokic threshold, sharp differential is 22 and 36. 22 and 36 is no bueno. And it's interesting. That <laughs> no, that's it's not. It's, it's, it's interesting that that number is like, he's making all the difference. Like right at that 15% cutoff, it's either really bad or really good. And there's no in between. Yeah. This is another thing where like, like the sharp percentage on the over trend I was talking about where it's one side or the other, right? So if you are excited about a game or looking through the slate and everything, and you like, say you like four games and there will be a sharp differential on every single one of them, unless the public and the money are the same. And usually by time game time starts, that's not the case. Um, There will usually be at least some sort of differential there. Make sure you take this into account because when the sharps are, are heavy on a side, that means they're, they're putting more money. The the people that have the more money to bet are risking it because they're they're more and more confident. They're less confident. They're clearly not hitting as well. When they're less confident, beneath that fifteen percent, they're twenty two and thirty six. That is not great, right? They're still winning. You can still win when you're beneath that line, right? That fifteen percent line. Just make sure you're really confident, and that's that's the important thing with these trends. I don't see them as a perfect science. I see them as to influence your leans, to influence your confidence, right? Maybe take you one unit play to a two unit play, maybe do the reverse. If you, if trend is saying back off of it, or from my perspective, I like to, to just like go through the slate, see what games I like, see which teams I like, and then kind of go from there with, with the trends. And that's another note. Like when I put out plays, I I never claim to be a capper. Like I'm not here to provide you with picks that I know will win. I'm here to provide you with the picks that I'm going to take. Based on the trends that I'm seeing, I'm also here to provide you with the trends that literally no one else has because it's fascinating to me and clearly it's fascinating to you guys. So just keep that in mind. I love I love that people like my articles. I like to put effort in, but know that I'm not a capper. I, I don't want to be. <laughs> yeah, none of us are. Content creator, rather. <laughs> yeah, content creator with cool data. <laughs> cool. What, uh, what are some of the other big trends that you normally cover in this section? Some of the some of the more successful ones. Yeah, so good point. Um, another trend that we've been tracking throughout the podcast is the money percentage being greater than sixty five percent, because we we've kind of seen that sixty five percent is that similar threshold where beneath that uh, teams aren't hitting as well. Um, so above that threshold, teams right now are twenty seven and thirteen. Another spectacular one. I'm sorry, or twenty seven and fifteen. Still, yeah, it's still good. Yeah, was twenty three and thirteen, and then it moved to twenty seven fifteen above that sixty five percent. Yeah, that's awesome. So, interesting part of that for me is I've also been tracking or been mentioning that between that sixty five and sixty nine percent range. So inside that sixty five plus range, we're talking about between sixty five and sixty nine percent money. Those teams are eleven and one. That that is that's mind blowing to me, and it's been consistent over the last few weeks. I mean, uh, we saw it at eight and one, then we saw it not, uh, no games hit that threshold. Then we saw it go two and oh in a week in last week where teams were between that, that, that range. And now it was 10 and one. And then the only game that it, it hit this week, or I'm sorry, the only game that fell into that category this week was the Steelers. <laughs> Moving the trend to 11 and one, which is awesome. Um, I will continue to look out for that. Make sure you're, Staying up to date with as the trends, you know, change because most bets are placed on Sunday. So make sure you're looking at these things on Sunday. Um, 
anything between the 60 and 69 range, I'm sorry, 65 and 69 range in the money is something that you want to take. It is 11 and one to date. It's a spread. Yeah. So with this one being 11 and one, this is another one where it's like, we've only seen it on average twice a week since we're six weeks in, whereas that sharps of greater than 20% on the over being at 10 and three, that's another one where we've seen it less than twice a week. These ones are going to be harder to find and ones you got to monitor leading up to game time. It's uh, way tougher to look at these ones during the week because that 65 to 70% money percentage window is so tight that any given rich dude or any given sharp could push that, could push that percentage a bit. So just be on the lookout for those ones. I know that they're super lucrative, but just because you see it on a Wednesday or Thursday doesn't mean you need to rip it. Wait until right before game time because they're very tight windows. That's a good point. Um, I'll reference for the new people that don't necessarily might not go know what's going on with the ranges is I've set, you know, confidence ranges, public betting ranges and money percentage ranges. That I find, I don't know, categorical, right? So like between 15, 55%, between 55 and 60%, 60, 65, 65 and 70, 75 and or 70 and 75, and then 75 plus are the ranges that we track here. Um, so anytime a game falls in between those trends, we have it tracked. We have the spread tracked over under and all that. And that's important because you're never going to really, I mean, it's going to be so hard if you just looked at the exact percentage. And I don't think that you find as glaring trends when you look at that. Um, so it's important to, to, to solidify these ranges. So we always use the action network just because it has the most aggregate. Yeah. They claim to have like a lot of like pulling a lot of information from different sports books going back to them so far. The season has been, has been good to us. Absolutely. Yeah, to, to focus on those ranges again. So we were just mentioning that between 65 and 69 in the money percentage is 11 and 1. So another interesting thing is that I mentioned below that 65% range, between the 60 and 64% range, you've got a 5 and 14 record for the money percentage, which is horrible. 25, it's about a 25% hit rate. Even though these, you know, you're, it's going to be tougher to find aims within singular 5% confidence ranges is when it's important right so I'm, I'm telling you these trends 60 and 65 is 5 and 14 money percentage and then 65 to 70 is 11 and 1 so big difference is there between the 60 and 70 percent range for the money so look out for that stuff as you're placing your bets on sunday and sorry keep going off these trends but it's another plug i always release my articles on sunday mornings um, where you can i try to keep the most up-to-date information in those articles to tell you what's going on with these trends. So be sure to follow me on Twitter again at DJH sports to, to make sure you're catching up on that article and feeling, figuring out where teams are falling in, which important trends during that, during that Sunday morning. So last trend I want to get to before we start talking about the week seven games, which look pretty interesting is just the public. We've talked about the money percentage. We talked about the sharp percentage and we talked about the totals, but Public in general, we talked about is 38 and 55 against the spread. So when the public bets on the team, they've won 38 times and lost 55 times. So if you were to just fade the public in general, a lot of bets, but you'd be you'd be winning pretty pretty well. Um, the thing that's important, th the thing that's cool to look at for me is the again those five percent ranges and what happens when you're below or above a certain number. So. Right now below 60%. So when the confidence or when the public is, I'd say not confident, you know, between 50 and 60 total, the public is 24 and 28, right around even. But the, the kicker for me is between 60 and 70% confidence range. The public is eight and 21. That's, that is a, that is a range that I am going to be fading. The public, absolutely. Eight and twenty-one between the sixty and sixty-nine percent confidence range is is pretty brutal. And that's uh, public on sixty to sixty-nine percent. Correct. Yeah, yeah, it's piss poor. <laughs> <laughs> I think too, like it, you you just see, um, it's easier to see when the public is on something because they're normally on it pretty big at least in the NFL so far this season from what we've seen. So that's, that's something you can see it too in the record. Like that's a little bit easier to track than the ones we were previously talking about. If you're looking for stuff on Sunday, I always just write these down when we're going through each pod because then it helps me like 
kind of go through a checklist like, all right, the numbers are like, because you can just have the slate in front of you on their website and uh, just change it to the percentages. And it's like, oh, this one checks that box. This one checks that box. Don't touch that one, et cetera. Yeah. And if you're looking at the Action Network, you need Action Network Pro to be able to see all the money percentage and the sharp differentials. But the public percentage um, are always available. That's available no matter what. So just keep that in mind. I, again, that's what, one of the reasons I like to tweet out and teams in, in my articles. So you guys have access to the teams at specific money percentage and stuff. But I can't put out every single game, every single team. It's just a lot. So I, I just highlight the important trends and stuff that I think you guys need to know. So like like that one between sixteen and seventy percent confidence range, the public is eight and twenty one. So crazy stuff. And if you throw in you know eight sixty to seventy five, it becomes nine and twenty three. So still pretty poor. You know, I, I would yep. yeah, <laughs> I'd stay away from above seventy five percent because they are five and four above that. So nothing really to 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 look at there because that's about even. It's about even between you know 50 and 59 and then 75 plus but between that 60 to 74 range that's where you that's where we can make some money and we have i guess throughout through through week six i mean we're starting to use these trends to our advantage clearly here at happy hour sports and it's really really exciting let us move to week seven week seven looks really really interesting I, on my first glance i was kind of scared of it honestly i'm not really loving the games. <laughs> I was surprised to see the Giants plus three. I think literally everyone is against the Jags. Um, it was like a trick line. <laughs> it really does. What are you, what are you seeing, Andy? Uh, that was one of my legs in the teaser that I put out for my early bets because it does fit into that under 42 and a half like I was touching on earlier. Um, as well as like at that point in time, it looked like plus three was potentially going to move. So I, I, I jumped in on it early. Um and, and teased it with the Cowboys because I think that I mean that's that's a whole that's a whole other story but <laughs> for I, I really have no explanation like for the Giants game because it's also like the public is betting on them right now that's at a sixty five percent clip but then as it stands right now like the Jags are at the fifteen percent uh sharp differential that we've been highlighting like our, our major Geico trend. They're at, they're at plus 17%. Yeah, both of those teams in your teaser are against the, the Geico trend. <laughs> the Jags have plus 17, and then the Lions against the Cowboys have plus 32. So, Yeah, it's pretty wild to me that 85% of the money as it sits here on Wednesday night is on the Lions. I feel like that's going to correct itself a little bit uh, as we get closer to Sunday. But also, like, I, just need the, I just need the Cowboys to win. I don't necessarily need them to cover. I don't know if... I don't feel confident in banging on Detroit winning that game in Dallas when Dak's coming back, <laughs> especially after what what should what felt like a blowout, but only ended up being a nine point loss to Philly on Sunday Night Football. Well, I'd argue um, that that's just the public. You just have the public viewpoint because that's probably why the <laughs> the sharps right now are on the Lions, <laughs> seeing though. Oh, Dak's coming back. Oh, they're at home. Oh, it's the Lions, and then somehow the, the Lions will cover this game. <laughs> we'll see what the public are on the Lions too at a 53%. So, I mean, if we just look at my spreadsheet real quick, between that range, right? We, as I said it before, 11 and 14. So, about even in that range. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me the Cowboys to win. <laughs> yeah, they probably won't. But that, that, knowing what we know about the 15% sharp trend, and then looking at like how you and I immediately said this Giants line. I don't know how they're they're five and one and they're a dog. It feels weird. Like it feels like a trick line. Well, the sharps must also feel that way. Where where they're like, yeah, it's a trick line. We're going Jags. I don't know. I don't know what they know. I don't. I don't understand how they're going to win and they're going to win by more than a field goal. But <laughs> something to monitor for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So one thing I say every week is to keep it in note that right now, as we're talking about these games. We're going to talk about, a, in a general sense, what, like our perspective on the lines and stuff. But when we're talking about it, like public and money percentages, these this is with a significantly less amount of bets than will be placed on Sunday, by Sunday, right? So right now, the maximum game is the Thursday night game with 20K bets right now. And usually, these games can get up to 300,000 bets, right? So just keep that in mind. These public and money percentages will change. The sharp and stuff... Um, is 
usually fairly indicative of what will happen come game time. It just won't be nearly as drastic. So like these 32% sharp differentials might drop to 15 or even below it, but it's definitely interesting to note as we sit here on Wednesday. Sure. So another game that looks interesting is I don't know how these, the bucks keep getting these massive, massive lines. I know the Panthers aren't great. 11 points at home to Carolina. It is a lot. And we said this about the Panthers and the Rams, though. I think, obviously, I, th- I think we can agree the Bucks are better than uh, the Rams so far through six weeks, despite coming off that loss against the Steelers. But 11 just feels like a lot. Especially if they couldn't beat the Steelers, who were also 10-point dogs. Like, it's a division matchup, too. Yeah. That's, a, that's another thing. It is Brady. Brady probably does very well against the Panthers, if I had to, had to guess. But what, One thing to note, too, is like I know the Panthers are at home. Um, but as a Charlotte native, it is not the biggest home field advantage just because Charlotte has turned into such a melting pot of people from all over the country that are coming here, which is awesome. But for a, from a sports sense, uh, whenever there's a big game for basketball or football, it sometimes turns into either the away team takes over or it's like half and half. Um, <laughs> so I don't I, I, I assume that the Bucks will have a decent traveling crowd, but uh, just one thing to know that home field is not as significant, I would say, in this matchup. Interestingly enough, the Sharps and every one of the Panthers games have been on the Panthers, and the Panthers against the spread are one and five. So <laughs> <laughs> some I feel like that has to change. We saw that last week with the Steelers where they're owned three against the spread. The public was 0-3 against the spread when they bet on the Steelers. The money percentage was 0-3 when they bet on the Steelers, and the same thing with the Sharps. And then they covered. So maybe we see a bit of a return to the mean here for the for the Panthers and finally getting that second win against the spread because one of five is pretty abysmal. Yeah. This game's just a no touch for me personally. Okay. Fair enough. We can also talk about the good old six and oh against the spread Falcons, who look very good somehow. Marietta looks like poised to bring the Falcons to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and they put twenty eight points against the the Niners, who looked invincible when they played the Rams, but I don't know. The NFL is weird this year. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It's um, that's that's also a tricky line plus six and a half. I feel like the Bengals have been in this awkward spot a couple times already. Off the top of my head, I don't have <laughs> in front of me, but it's like they've been in these awkward spots where, if you looked at it face value, or if you maybe if you looked at it seven weeks ago, you'd be like, "What? <laughs> yeah. Bengals by a touchdown? Sure, like yeah, yeah. Give me the give me the six and give me the minus six and a half." But now it's very easy to rethink after what we've seen. Some of these two, you do want to kind of go back to the basics. But I mean, Falcons are, is not one that you want to go back to the basics on. This is, uh, they're tough, man. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Right now, the money and bets are pretty split. I mean, 55% of the public's on the Falcons and then 51% of the money is on the Bengals. So nothing really crazy there from a public betting standpoint we'll continue to monitor that one but i'm kind of leaning the falcons just because of how good they have been at covering even though that's probably a good teaser piece honestly getting the bengals down to half a point yeah and that total is sitting at 47 and a half oh believe it or not every one of their mothers slamming the over <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the percentage on the over for the public 82 percent uh bet percentage and then the money percentage is at 99 percent that's Jesus just one Christ. thing to note. Yeah, that's just one thing to note with action though is like they never close at ninety nine percent. They're I think for especially for totals, that data is pretty raw. <laughs> but for for ATS, I think the data is a little bit better as the week goes along. But uh, not as much on the totals. <laughs> yeah, for the money definitely, but for the public percentage, I think it's interesting. I want to note that I didn't bring this up when we talked about the trends, but through week six now. The public is 75% or greater on an over. They're 0-6. So that was something I absolutely looked for last week. And when I put my bets in, the Jets, uh, Jets-Packers game actually fit that trend. It ended up not fitting it. it ended up dropping below that 75%. Um, but it's still the under still hit, even though it looked like it might not have, even after having like six points by, by halftime. Um, that was one of the games that we loved the under on last week. And then we also loved the under on the Chiefs-Bills game which also had greater than 75% on the public money throughout the week or public bets the over throughout the week. Uh, that also dropped below the 75%. I think it ended at like 72 or something. 
are still very high public on the over usually indicates public is wrong. Like it's an overreaction or something. And we make fun of it right now with Patty Mahomes and Josh Allen. It's just, we had to take the under and it hit for us. So we are, we are the under guys continue to, to listen to us there. Yeah. I have no problem being the under guys. <laughs> it's, I, I don't care about watching, uh, watching the other teams score a bunch of points. I want to make money. So that's what we're here for. Yeah. And that's why you guys are listening to. You care enough about your bets to try to make, try to grab an edge. So you're here to, to learn more. And we appreciate that. We love it. Welcome. Welcome to happy hour sports. We do the same thing. Um, one thing that I've been mentioning, I want to track. I haven't gotten around to it. The spreadsheet, but we know from, I mean, my betting history and past betting history in the last couple of weeks, we've done pretty well on is when a team has the public percentage, but the other team has the money percentage greater than 50%. That has been pretty profitable. So like betting with the money rather than betting with the public, just straight up when there's a, a pure differential. One game that is interesting to me as I look at the slate right now is the Texans have, the Texans are playing the Raiders. The Texans are plus seven in Vegas. Vegas has 61% of the public bets, which is part of that 60 to 70 pretty poor range. And then the Texans have 88% of the money right now. So 50% sharp differential. And they're greater than that 65% money, which is also a very good trend. So right now, the Texans have been pretty good against the spread as well. So I actually am liking the Texans right now. They are 4-1 and one against the spread, which is wonderful. <laughs> that is wonderful. Yeah, and the Raiders have had a lot of tight games too. So seven points is a lot for a team that has not had a lot of games that have been decided by wide margins right so that's definitely a game i'm looking out for right now only nine ninety seven hundred bets so that is due to change as are all, all of these but still interesting to talk about nonetheless um we can talk about how the seahawks have 95 percent of the money right now and 85 percent of the public bets <laughs> the secret's out on geno smith <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he is the, the cash machine i don't really know how they were underdogs the cardinals last week that felt like pretty obvious right there i think we were all on that last week mm -hmm. six points against herbert at home it feels like a pure gino game textbook gino textbook gino <laughs> i mean he is the new russ see they won the trade so yeah they, they did win the trade nobody can tell me differently they they 100 won the trade yeah that's wild to me let's take a, let's take a look at the total here there's a 30 percent sharp differential on the over in this game 68 percent of the money is on the over as it stands right now, less than I thought it would be. 51. 51 is a pretty high total. But I mean, as I said in the first episode, and then you guys told me that it's not responsible to do it based on history. I do love a high total and I do love a low under. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, Chargers, the Broncos defense is pretty good, but they only put up 19 against the Broncos. So that worries me a bit. Um, that, that could easily be a shootout. As we're talking about totals right now, I also want to hit on your Colts. As I saw an interesting tweet that I also retweeted that I got to pull up. I don't know if you saw me tweet this, but the ref that is refing the Titans and Colts game this year or this week, his games have gone since 2020. His games have gone 29, nine and one in his 39 games. His name is Ron Torbert and he's refing the, the Titans Colts game this week. Yeah, that's remarkable. I've never heard of that guy before until now. And until I saw that tweet, cause I did, I think I, I either woke up and saw that and one morning or like I checked my phone in the middle of the night and saw that and uh, was immediately awake. It jolted awake after that. <laughs> God, somebody like somebody in the comments is going to grill me, but this is a perfect teaser piece. It's, uh, it's at that 42 and a half total. And Colts are plus two and a half. I got to tease it with something. I'll, I'll find another leg. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, you can talk about your teasers, but I love the under here. Because of that ref uh, stat, and also right now the public is 62% on the under to, for that game. So with absolute check marks for me, probably will be an under. Yeah, it's a great indicator that the public's already on it. Interesting that, I mean, Sharp it is so-so right now um, because... 53% to 47%, but that public one is the more notable one at 62%. It'll probably sure. stay that way where the public stays on the under for this game. I feel like I don't think that's going to change over the next couple of days. Yeah, that's it just depends what percentage first. at this rate. Yeah, and Matt Ryan can't score points. 
and it's a divisional matchup. So all checking the boxes for me for an under right now. No, he can't score points, but damn, he can get a lot of passing yards. (laughs) (laughs) So another interesting total is the Packers and the Commanders. The Packers and the Jets just game just went under, even though a lot of the public was on the over. Right now, 12,000 bets in. 68% of the bets are on the under, and 88% of the money is on the under in the Packers-Commanders game. The line right now is at 41.5. Packers can't score points right now, and the Commanders suck. So I love this under. (laughs) It's a juicy one for sure. I I also really like this under. I wrote about it in my early bets piece, under 41 for a unit. The thing I like about it is Carson Wentz being gone and how we get some more Taylor Heineke. But the thing here is the rushing attempt splits. So Green Bay, let me back up one step. Green Bay is letting up four, 4.9 rushing yards per attempt this season but only 3.9 on the road, which is interesting because their two road games were against Dalvin Cook, where they let up 90 yards, and then Leonard Fournette, where they let up 35. But Washington averaged 28 rushing attempts per game in 2021, which is just over four more attempts per game than they're doing this year because they're throwing the ball a lot more with wins. So my takeaway here is that they're gonna, the run has been working against Green Bay, this also means that the clock's going to burn a lot more. The game's going to go by quick because they're going to be running. And I think that as a result, like we'll see good games from probably Robinson and Gibson, but not necessarily good games for the over. Green Bay has struggled to score, as we highlighted. <laughs> I think you're right. I think that's, that's a good point. I mean, from a spread standpoint, the money right now is on the on the commanders at plus five. So they probably agree with you that it'll be a gritty, grindy game and the commanders will keep it close. Like the Packers aren't going to be able to, to to break away at any point. Maybe Heineke can control, you know, the clock pretty well and close. So I, I like that under there. And I also kind of am leaning towards the commanders from a spread standpoint, but we'll see where those, those numbers lie come Sunday. Sure. Can't talk about my Eagles, sadly, this week, 6-0. They're on a bye this week. But on the game of the week, just from looking at it, it's probably the Chiefs Niners. Do you agree? I don't think there's anything better. There's Patriots on Monday night. Sounds sounds like an under. I'm not even gonna look at anything. Just sounds like an under. What's the oh Jesus. Pats and Bears on Monday night. Hopefully, uh because I know they don't do the Manning Castery game, but I think they've had the last one or two off. Hopefully this is not one they have to do. <laughs> Because there's been some good ones they could have done. Yeah. Yeah, Chiefs Niners will be electric. Tricky spot here with the Niners at plus three. I I like that number. I think that's a a juicy one. Because I I really do think they will keep this close. I know I ripped on them last week and said this is a classic Niners uh, collapse spot. But the Niners do show up in the big games. Especially at home. Yeah, at home too. It's gonna be it's gonna be electric there for the game. Yeah. So right now the public is eighty two percent on the Chiefs and seventy seven percent money is on the Chiefs. So slight sharp differential for the Niners. I expect that sharp differential will actually probably increase a lot for the Niners. Line might move, but the line is pretty close. You know, to to the plus ones, plus twos. You also want to look at money line as opposed to to spread because we don't know the exact number of bets per per you know money line versus spread typically it makes more sense to bet you know with a money line when you're when you're betting at a you know plus one or plus two for the underdog so that's something we'll want to look at yeah absolutely yeah that's about all i wanted to touch on for the games jets and the packers was almost a bad beat thank god it wasn't for the we had the under and there were six points in the first half and then it the game ended there were 21 points in the third quarter and the game ended at 37, even though the, the total was 44 and a half. So I was a bit nervous for that one. I want you guys to tweet at me, you know, tweet at me bad beats or tweet at me questions. I'd love to add a question segment or something where to fill this empty space at the end of the pod because there's so much stuff to talk about uh, and I'm not able to get to everything. I would love to be able to answer your guys' questions or just talk about your guys' bad beats because it's fun to look back on and, and laugh about together. So please tweet at me, please follow, you know, or talk to us on reddit whatever all the links are in the show notes but we really appreciate your guys's interaction with us and we're going to continue to to be all over that but just want to point that out ask me any questions i'll be happy to answer them either 
on Twitter or or here on the pod. Um, but yeah, the last bad beat that I wanted to get to, or the only bad beat this week that I saw was, I didn't take it, was the total in the Cowboys and the Eagles game where it closed at 42 and a half and the game total ended at 43. Oh, yeah, there weren't many bad beats this weekend. Going 11 and 4, I didn't have any bad beats myself, you know, brush, brush. Um, <laughs> yeah, tweeted me your bad beats, tweeted me questions so we can answer those on the pod. Exciting stuff for us as we, you know, continue to grow. We're so excited to have you guys here with us. We know that you love this stuff that we're putting out. We're going to continue to grind, continue to get better at this stuff. Um, and yeah, thank you for, for, for betting with us. And see rick next week we'll see andy next week hopefully we can keep up our stuff look out for my article on sunday morning again follow us on twitter and reddit that's where we're most active and you'll be able to stay up to date with these trends and follow along with us and hopefully win more money because it's week six and we got a long way to go so thank you for listening to us for this week here's guys the boys bet better with beer Thank you again for listening to our podcast a lot of work goes into these episodes but thankfully we love that work it would mean a lot if you could follow rate most importantly share the podcast share it with at least one or two people who you think would benefit from this information maybe it's your buddy who sucks at betting the nfl or someone who just started out remember we are just starting out as podcasts as well and want to grow our community we post weekly on fridays and always come packed with information that you won't want to miss so yeah thanks again we'll see you in the next one